Hello everybody, we are those Fox Boys! Some stupid sketches and recorded them fast. And put them all together into this podcast. Hello, I'm Teddy. And I'm Scott. And together we are Pub Mythbusters. Go on, Scott, do, do the jingle, lad. Alright, this week we have for you a rap version. Hey. It's uh, t- here we go, here we go, here we go. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. We are the Mythbusters. It doesn't rhyme. Nah. It doesn't rhyme. It Do- doesn't work that one. I have to agree with you there, Scott. Fair yeah. enough. Anyway, moving on with the show, right? Uh, we've got a letter here from uh, Mrs. Eve Danger Mouse from Tickle. She writes Dear Terry and Scott, I have recently read about a theory that Sir Paul McCartney actually died in a car accident in 1966 and was replaced by a lookalike. So what I'd like to know is, what do the pub Mythbusters make of all this? Good question, eh? Yeah. Well, of course, Eve, that's absolute horse shit. He didn't die. Well, I'm going to have to stop you there, Terry, because I know for a fact... Oh, God, here we go again. For a fact mm-hmm. that this is horseshit. Oh, oh, I. Yep, it's horseshit. Excellent, so we agree for, for once on something that's smashing. Absolutely. He didn't die in a car accident. Exactly. Of course he did not. Right. He oh, spontaneously shit. combusted oh. while singing Hey Jude in Ipswich. Well, that's right. It's when he got to the 53rd na-na-na-na that they told him not to do so many... They told him not to do so many na-na-na-na's, but Paul... Mm. Oh, was the crowd please. Always. Wouldn't, he wouldn't listen, would he? He wouldn't know. He ploughed on with his na-na-na-na's until the 53rd one. He, he just exploded, man. It wasn't na-na-na-na. It was more like na-na-na. Boom. Boom. Awful yes. bloody mess. Beatles passed it off as a special effect, but the crowd loved it. Cheered for an hour. No encore, though. Not without Paul. Uh-huh. No. He was dead, wasn't he? So, of course, the Beatles couldn't leave it there, could they? No. No. How could they find a replacement for Paul? So, what they did was, they arranged some super-secret clandestine auditions for a replacement lookalike singer and bass player. Now, it was all very... Hush, hush, like. Oh, yeah, you, you had to bring your own bass, mind. Good one. Had to be proper shiny and have all the strings and all that. So, 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 after some intense competition in the preliminary heat, the competitors had been reduced to just three, three people. Mm. Number one, President John F. Kennedy. Whoa, I'll stop you right there. He was dead by then. No, it faked his death just three years earlier oh, to play tambourine for the Beach Boys. And then the number two was, was Goat, a shape-shifting alien from the planet Zark. Yeah, yeah. No, he'd just finished touring Northern Europe playing both of the Everly Brothers simultaneously. Both, both of them. Yeah, he's magic man, I'm telling you. <sighs> but then the eventual winner was decided in a vote by the Pope, the Dalai Lama and Richard Burton. And the winner was the third candidate, oh. who was none other than me. You. Yep, I was Paul McCartney between. Oh, no, I was just Paul McCartney between the years of nah. 1966 
Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, well, well, luckily this was all made possible by a chance encounter one afternoon in this very pub. You had just walked out on the podcast for the 15th time. Horse shit. Yeah, that was it. And I was sitting in the corner over there finishing off a prawn cocktail, crunchy snacks, and a pint of what in his ear. And that's when he appeared. All right, don't tell me, don't tell me. Dr. Bloody Who, wasn't it? Nah, don't be daft, man. Dr. Who, no. It was a time-travelling pig. What? Yeah, there's a pig, man. He, tra- he, he travels through time. He's amazing. He appeared out of nowhere. You should, you should meet him, man. He usually comes in around now. Nah, nah that is absolute horse shit. It's the biggest steaming pile of horse shit that you've ever brought on our little podcast, Pub Mythbusters, yeah, mate. Well, one, one thing, you're not even left-handed, mate. And, and uh, aliens and a time-travelling pig, dead Oh shit, nah, I'm, 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 I'm done. Ah, come I've on, done Teddy, man. 14, no more. I'm out of here. Ah, come oh, on, Teddy. No, no, wait. Oh all shit. Alright, all right. we'll go. We'll go. go. Okay. Where the heck are we now, Paul? Let's take a look, Cletus. I'd say, judging by this here tepid beer. The overpriced snacks and poor quality of the service, I'd say we're somewhere in the Engeland. That's right, Paul. And there's a lady over there wearing jeggings and, and a P- Primark Taylor Swift t shirt. So I'd say it might be the year 2000. And hey, Paul, there's that pig! Get him! But wait. Wait just a minute, ladies and gentlemen. It seems that the hatch on this spacecraft is opening. My goodness, it's 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 emerging from the ship. This this two-headed creature from beyond the stars. Y- yes, and, and it it looks like it's about to speak. We have come to visit you in peace and goodwill. And there is something that we must tell you. Yes, we have a message for Mr. Giorgio Tsoukolos. Yes, it, it wasn't us. Okay, so, uh, Gort, uh, are, we, are we done here? I mean, is there anything further you'd like to add? Can we... Can we, can we just go back inside now? No, I, I've, I've got nothing to add, really. I, I, I think I'm okay. I, 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 do, I don't feel angry at all. Thank, thank you. Okay, well, well done, God. We've come a long way since Ursa minus seven. Well done, God. Well done. Wait, just one second. Would it be okay if God destroyed humankind just one more time? But this time, just for fun? You know what, God? Knock yourself out. As long as it's not in anger. Oh, thank you. Humans must pay! Humans must pay now! Oh, it's true. Look at me. I'm not angry. 
You played it for her, you can play it for me. But I don't think I can remember. If she can stand it, I can. Play it, Sam. Big Mac, come of the Whopper, Big Mac, come of the Whopper. Would you like fries with that? Would you like fries? No! No! Timothy Dalton, no! No! George Lazenby. Yes. You know what, Sam? I always like to break dance during that song. Okay, guys, if we could just all, you know, settle down, okay? Alright, as you all know, we've hit a bit of a dead end with regards to the serial murder case that the press are now referring to as the Electric Swan Botherer. So, in response to this, we have invited some experts from the Department of Criminal Psychological Profiling and Scientific Investigation for Serial Killers and Related Murder Crimes Department. That's right. You may know us as the DCPPSISKRMCD. Department. 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 This is Inspector Levitt, and I am Chief Inspector Butler. And we are honored to be invited here to work with the Police Department of Cincinnati. Wyoming. Wyoming. We were just flown down on a very expensive flight from D.C., although my seat was even more expensive than Inspector Levitt said. Had in-flight paper shredding and everything. Now, obviously, we've both been studying your case details all night in order to get up to speed, so let's quickly run over the facts. As we all know, this killer has already claimed seven victims. 48. 48 victims. News just in. 48 and a half. 48 and a, and a midget? Midget. Midget. I'm sure you're all aware that the labs have confirmed that the weapon has always been the same. A rolled up newspaper. A remote controlled ostrich. The ostrich thing. It, it was powered by AAA batteries. Shame. It certainly is. No, I mean, I mean it's powered by a sense of shame. Really? Weird. Yep, it. It certainly is. And as we now know, the murderer had some special trademarks. When we removed their bladder... Hat. Hat, we found a message. A chessboard. A chessboard, obviously. The facts are clear. Now our job is to provide expert psychological profiling of this criminal. We can achieve this using our expertise, our experience, and most importantly, the most advanced state-of-the-art psychological profiling software available to mankind. And here it is. Which Stephen King character are you? That's right. I guess the clown guy or maybe the killer car. Christine. Uh, It was a lady car? That's correct. Really? Just goes to show. Anyways, we ran through a series of carefully chosen questions and answered them according to how we feel the perpetrator would have reacted. Regardless of their sex, their fuel injection, or their circus train. That's correct. We really had to get into the complete mindset of a serial assassin. So first we had to choose a color. We considered the red, because you know, it looks kind of angry. But then we thought, brown. 
Because Butler once pooped his pants during Salem's Lot. I was six years old. Yeah, but it was like, you know, an omen. Which is not a Stephen King novel. Correct. But it is a good one. Next, we had to choose a social status. So we went for the cool one. Because everybody wants to be cool, even killers. And cars. Uh, I guess. The, the, the next question was a biggie. We had to choose whether we wanted to be a man or a lady. Whether the killer was a man or a lady. Right. Not us. We, we never got to choose. No, not nowadays. Yeah, well, them's the breaks. So we went for being a guy. Yeah, just because it's socially acceptable, I guess. Next, name something you hate. Werewolves. No brainer. No brainer. Mm. Nobody likes werewolves. Not even werewolves. Or cars. Eh, I, I guess. Anyway, we don't want to get bogged down in technicalities, but by the time we'd chosen a Halloween costume and admitted to crying on a daily basis, we'd finally got our answers. Jack Torrance. Here's Johnny. You are the cool kid. Everyone wants to be friends with you, even though you go a little crazy sometimes. See, this system is foolproof. Ladies, gentlemen, this is our killer. And just to make it clear, to make it absolutely clear, we're not saying, we're not saying that the killer is Jack Nicholson. Or his car. But neither are we ruling that out. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to have to stop you right there because uh, there's news just in. Apparently, the CSI guys have, have, have cracked the case. Yep. No, no. They have definitive proof that the killer was none other than Robert Duval's skateboard. Robert Duval's skateboard. I didn't even see that one coming. Neither did the victims. Right. So we call it a draw. And so I conclude it is with this groundbreaking methodology that I believe we can now perform human heart transplants with high precision, efficacy and safety. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Dr. Wolfgang Strom. This has been an absolutely fascinating symposium. It's an absolute privilege for the American Council of Heart Surgeons to have you here today. Now, I'm sure all of the doctors gathered here right now are simply astounded by the presentation. I was wondering if I might open up the floor to allow some of our colleagues to, here to, to, to field any questions or queries they may have regarding your new procedures. Well, of course, I'd be delighted. Okay, does, uh, does anyone have a question for Dr. Strom? <clears throat> okay, good. We, we have a question here from a Dr. Bungalow. Bungalow. It's pronounced Bungalow. Okay, uh, doctor, and what is your question for Dr. Strom? Okay. Doctor, in, in your presentation, you say that you would recommend an injection of 2.7 mils of lithium directly into the patient's aorta at the very beginning of the procedure. But if you want to keep the patient's heart functioning with regular rhythm while also maintaining the correct body temperature without risking any coagulation, surely, surely 2.3 mils would be a more appropriate amount. Well, uh, Dr. Bungalow? Bungalow. It's pronounced Bungalow. Well, Dr. Bungalow, 
I think you'll find that I reach these figures with the utmost scientific rigor. Oh, I'm a clever doctor. Look at me with my funny accent. Oh, I come all the way over here from Switzerland to do a presentation at a symposium. I'm so clever. Oh, look at me with my beard and my glasses. Ooh, you little asshole. Well, I have never been so insulted in my life. Dr. Bungalow. I have only one thing to say to you, sir. Oh, look at me. I'm a bungy, wungy, wungy love. Surgeon, look at me with my big American heat. Oh, oh. I'm Ooh, sitting in my chair. Look at me all the way here oh, from Switzerland. Oh, look at me, look at me. With my little pocket knife, which is better in the spoon. I'm so intelligent. I'm cleverer than you are, you silly little American fool. My gun is peaceful. You are dropping back. I'm so Hello, I'm Professor Edward Bummington Adams. And I'm Professor Adam Bumwoods Eddington. And this is Science 2000. My goodness, Professor, if you don't mind me saying so, you are looking awfully picky this morning. That's because I've been up all night performing all sorts of scientific experiments. Experiments, Professor? Yes, I've recently discovered a sort of scientific gentleman's club near Old Compson Street. A club, Professor? That's right, and for a fee of about £25, they'll give you a really good, um, thing, I can tell you. Well, Professor, that, that all sounds very, uh, scientific indeed, but... Tell me, Professor, uh, what is that creature you have there? Why, this little chap, he's a member of the genus Canis. That's right. He's a little Dalmatian puppy and ever so cute. He certainly is very cute, Professor. But I can't help but thinking that he's looking a bit, um, agitated. And he has every right to be agitated, Professor, because for the last 48 hours, I've been feeding this little fellow nothing but rotten oatmeal cereal, Pickle gherkins and raw Chinese cabbage leaves. Goodness me, Professor. Why on earth would you do that? Well, Professor, I'm glad you asked. Because it all forms part of a very, very scientific experiment. And if you look over here, judging by his increasingly twitchy anus, I'd say this experiment is about to see some results. So, if we put this little puppy down, round about here, and if we can position the recording device, well, round about here, then, wait for it, wait for it. Wait. Oh, now that's breaking news. I have fries with that one. Do I get three wishes? Where's the beef? Ah, there it is. High five, Professor Bumwood Zeddington. High five, Professor Bummington Adams. And remember, folks, that's science. Are you talking to me? You talking to me? I don't see anyone else in here. Are you talking to me? It's me, Travis. It's me in the mirror. What do you mean, in the mirror? I'm your reflection, Travis. 
Travis, Travis Bickle, come with me into the magic mirror land. I gotta get into the fucking mirror? It's magical, Travis, I swear. Travis Bickle, Travis, join me. Take my hand, join me in the mirror. I ain't gonna take your hand, the fuck? It's magical, Travis, I swear. Magical. Magical. Well, all right. Whoa. Whoa, fuck me. Where the fuck am I? Fuck. Jesus, fuck me. This is beautiful, man. Fucking amazing. Fuck. Travis, I understand. Life has been hard on you, Travis. And sometimes you have bad thoughts, Travis. But I'm here to show you that sometimes... The world can be magical. Look, look at these pretty flowers. Look at them smiling at you with their beautiful faces. Fuck! They're gonna say something to you, Travis. Hi, Travis. Are they, are they talking to me? Are those flowers talking to me? Jesus. Fuck. Fuck, man. That's right. They love you, Travis. The flowers love you. And look at these birds. They're coming down. They're coming down to say hi, just for you, Travis. We love you, Travis. It's a magical land, a magical mirror land. Fuck, man! You see, you see, Travis, all this world, it's just for you, Travis. Just for you. This river of milk chocolate and this rainbow, it's made of candy. And it's all for you, Travis. It's your very special place. So Travis, whenever you have bad thoughts, just remember, we're always here for you, and we love you, Travis. We do. Oh, you've got to go back to the real world now, Travis, and go back to being a taxi driver. I, I, I don't want to leave this place. This experience has been fucking beautiful, man. No more bad thoughts, Travis. Anytime you have a bad thought, you think of us and all our love for you. Can you do that, Travis? We love you, Travis. Fuck, I, I feel fucking amazing. Like, like I could be a better person. Like a good guy. A better taxi driver. Not angry, Travis. Not kill, 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 gun, 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 Travis. A fucking, a smiley, fucking happy Travis. A, a, a better taxi driver. The, the taxi driver has... Gonna take you where you wanna go, kind of taxi driver. The world is a more beautiful place, ain't it? <laughs> Goodbye, Travis. Goodbye. Remember, we'll always love you, Travis. Goodbye. Goodbye, Travis. Fuck, man. That was fucking amazing. Hold on. Wait a minute. What? Where the, where the fuck, where the fuck is my wallet, man? My fucking wallet. He stole my wallet, that mirror man prick stole my fucking wallet. Fuck. Fuck you, man. Fuck you, fucking mirror man, you fucking prick. Fuck. Fuck you. Fuck you and your fucking flowers and your fucking mirror world. Fuck you and your beautiful place, you fuck. Fuck you. Fuck. 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 <laughs> I fucking love you, Merman! <laughs>